Um, but I looked and I noticed that my ankles were completely swollen and so were my feet. And it was so bad that I couldn't really, I couldn't fit into my, my sandals. Losing weight isn't easy. And some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we share inspiring real life success stories from normal everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Weight Loss Warrior podcast. Today, we're celebrating a couple of firsts here on the podcast, which I'm very, very happy about. First of all, I'd like to introduce Rachel from Michigan. How are you doing, Rachel? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Very happy to have you here. And Rachel is our first American guest from Michigan. And not only that, she is also our first guest who has lost weight using Weight Watchers. I know what everyone's been thinking, but I'm only focused on Slimming World and we're not going to have any guests from anywhere else, but we're here to do a, an exclusive for the Weight Loss Warrior podcast. So Rachel, I'm glad you're doing okay. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show. You've done an amazing job on your journey and lost, I believe, 45 pounds so far. Is that correct? Yes. Thanks for having me. That is correct. I've been uh, doing Weight Watchers now for six months. Um, I have I had done it in the past, but um, kind of fell off after a short time. So this time I've been back for six months and I'm down 45 pounds. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. And I'm really interested to to dive into that in more detail and find out a bit more about Weight Watchers and you know how you're safely losing weight. So like I said, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. If we could start maybe, Rachel, just by um, you telling us a bit about yourself and, you know, how life was before you decided to lose weight? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Rachel. I'm 29 years old. I'm from Michigan, um, USA. So we're located about six hours north of Chicago. Um, I am a mom of a three-year-old and a wife. My husband is from Mexico and he moved to the U.S. in 2016 and we got married um, and we've been living in Michigan for quite a while now. Um, I love to travel and um, I also love to hike, which I didn't always love, but that's one of the new things that I have recently discovered that I enjoy doing. Um, and I, I really didn't struggle with my weight. Um, most of my life, I was just a normal, normal, healthy weight until I started experiencing health issues in 2017 and um, I started experiencing a lot of uh, painful symptoms concerning things. So I went to my um, general practitioner and she ran a bunch of tests. Um, and it turns out that I was diagnosed with um, three autoimmune type related illnesses. Uh, the first being um, hypothyroidism. I was told that I had Hashimoto's autoimmune disorder. And then um, shortly after that, I was also diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. Um, so I kind of got hit with a bunch of things all at once. Um, and these things really were difficult for me. I, I struggled to eat without having severe 
abdominal pain. Um, I actually started losing weight at a concerning rate um, upon diagnosis. And that is when um, my specialists decided that I needed to uh, start with prednisone, which for those of you who are not familiar with prednisone, it is, um, it's a steroid. So the side effects were increased appetite, um, weight gain, mood disorder type stuff. And it really just kind of threw me into a 360. And that's kind of when the weight started um, going up really quickly. Um, so yeah, that was kind of when it all started in, in 2017. Um, after starting the steroids, I was able to eat without pain. I felt a huge improvement in my quality of life, I would say. Um, but then the um, overeating habits that I developed during the treatments kind of stuck and I struggled to get back to how I was previously. Um, and then my daughter was born not too long after. She uh, was born in 2019. Um, so obviously weight gain from the pregnancy happened um, and I was really just not feeling my best. Um, I was definitely out of breath struggling to fit into clothes, not recognizing myself anymore, um, frustrated with the, the diagnosis. And yeah, it was all kind of coming to a head, I think, at that time. Wow. So it sounds as though the last five years have been a, a very beautiful time with the birth of your daughter, but obviously at the same time, very difficult in terms of the health issues that you experienced and and, and the impact that had on your weight, but probably, like you said, your, your general well-being and happiness because um, an autoimmune disease, now I, I'm by no means any expert and I know there's very different types of, that your body will start attacking you and, and work against you that need treatment. But obviously, as I understand it, the process of going through to be cured and, and solving these can be very lengthy in terms of getting the correct medication, in terms of finding what works for your body. And it sounds as though during that process, there are many difficult moments and, and things you had to, to struggle with. Yes. Yeah. The, I think the physical um, effects were obvious to my family, to myself, but really the mental effects of it were probably more severe than I realized at the time. Um, I definitely struggled with like postpartum anxiety after my daughter was born. Um, and it was about nine months after she was born that I went into one of the worst flares with my disease. So back on the steroids again, um, I'm actually in, in a support group for my ulcerative colitis and they call that specific medication um, the devil's Tic Tacs, because we all in the group, we all know that it causes such terrible weight gain. So that was a, a really tough thing to have to deal with. But um, and it was definitely years of kind of going back and forth on the steroids. It sounds sounds really difficult. So I'm very happy to hear that obviously things have improved for you since then. And obviously, you know, now at a stage where looking to, to get back to, to your normal life that you had before this started. And so if we could talk, you, you said that you decided, you know, it all came to a head and um, 
you decided that okay enough was enough was there a, a particular day that you remember or something that happened when you actually made that firm decision but yep yeah, okay I've decided I'd like to lose weight yeah so we were actually traveling um we were my husband is from Mexico so we were going to visit his family um and we have we have gone many times in the past so this was nothing unusual for us but um, for some reason, after the flight, um, we had um, gotten off board and we're walking to uh, collect our luggage. And I noticed that um, my ankles and my legs were feeling like tight and swollen. And I wasn't quite sure why, but when we got to the Airbnb um, and we were, you know, putting our, our tropical weather clothes on because we had just come from uh, snowy January, Michigan, um, down to Yucatan. So we were all excited to put our, our beach wear on and things like that. Um, but I looked and I noticed that my ankles were completely swollen and so were my feet. And it was so bad that I couldn't really, I couldn't fit into my, my sandals that I had brought for the beach. So I wasn't even sure what shoes I was going to wear to the beach. I couldn't walk. It was just uncomfortable. Um, and I remember my husband came in and I was kind of complaining to him about my ankles are swollen. I'm not sure what's going on with me. And um, he had no idea, of course. He, he was just confused as I was. But um, I kind of played it off to him as it must be that we went from a very cold climate to suddenly the tropical weather. And maybe it's, it's just related to that. Um, but kind of in the back of my mind, I knew that this had never happened before I had gained the weight. And suddenly it looks like my body isn't handling something like flying, um, traveling like it used to. Um, so that's, that's kind of the moment for me that I knew that I had to make a change. Um, apart from like the airplane seatbelt, not, I mean, almost not fitting. It was to the point where I knew if I gained more weight, um, traveling was going to get very difficult being able to keep up with my daughter and my family who are very active was going to start getting difficult. Um, and yeah, so it, it really just, it kind of started there. And when we had gotten back from our trip, I, um, I called one of my friends, she's my best friend. I've known her since we were kids and I kind of told her what had happened and, um, how I had, struggled to lose weight in the past, but I felt hopeless that it was ever going to happen for me. And so um, she had told me, you know, it's never too late to try again. Um, and that statement should be obvious, but to me, it just felt very profound. So I think it was um, speaking to her that kind of made me think like, okay, I, I can try this again. Fantastic. And Again, I, I'd like to, just before we move on to obviously your success and everything great that's happened mm -hmm. as a result of that decision, but you, obviously you're going on a holiday and excited to escape. Well, if, if Michigan's anything like Chicago that time of year, I, where I've been in the winter, it's absolutely freezing. And um, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, just to be in a hotter climate, holiday mode, looking forward to that. And then obviously having something like that happen, it must have been quite deflating and, and left you feeling probably quite down, I would imagine. And so I wanted to, to ask if I could, like, was there 
because of the fact you gained weight due to the to the illness that you had suffered and up until that point had lived you know a normal life and and healthy and and you said obviously there was some eating habits that happened as a result of the, the steroids and and you know the medication you were taking did did you feel a resentment towards obviously your illness or how, how did you feel about the fact that you had gained weight I was very resentful uh, of my illness um, at first, kind of thinking, why did this happen to me? What did I do to deserve this? Um, So it was definitely a struggle, um, a mental struggle of, you know, this isn't this isn't fair that this is happening. And I if I had never gotten sick, maybe I wouldn't be at this point. So it took it took a lot of strength and also some counseling along the way to realize that, yes, I have this illness um, and yes, it has brought me to this point in a way, um, but I do have some sort of control to, you know, now that I, I had been in remission for a little while um, to where maybe I could make a change with this, um, that maybe it doesn't have to be a forever thing, um, even though it, it, it has been hard and it has been a struggle. So Rachel, I'd, I'd like to focus on the success part of your journey now, please. And, and thank you once again for sharing that because I can imagine going through the illness, the recovery, the weight gain and, and how that affected you. Like I said, it wasn't all bad. You, you had a beautiful daughter as well in, in the middle of that. But obviously your story is something that our listeners would like to hear how you were able to lose weight and the method that you followed and also how they could perhaps emulate that and, and get the support and motivation they need to do that. So your friend said to you, it's never too late to try again. And then you made a decision to join Weight Watchers. Take me through that day and, and the next steps that followed. Yeah, actually the same night that I had spoken with her, I rejoined. Um, I had uh, tried it out for a few weeks. Um, well, I should say a couple months prior, but I didn't take it that seriously. I um, I kind of fell off track. Um, when I wasn't feeling well, I just, I stopped going to the meetings. So after I'd spoken to my friend, um, I reactivated my account and decided that I was going to give it a year and dedicate a full year to it to see where it takes me and actually take it seriously. Um, continue going to the meetings, um, even if I have a bad week, I think going into it with the mentality of I'm going to show up even on the difficult weeks um, and we'll do this for a year, I told myself, and see what kind of progress that I make and and kind of where to go from there. That's fantastic. And as I said to you before, congratulations, because you're 45 pounds down and, and I don't know how far you know if you've set yourself a final target or just you want to lose weight until you feel like your old self again uh, but to, to lose 45 pounds in, in six months and, and that's I think I'm trying to remember how many kilos that was now but so 45 pounds Rachel is over 20 kilos for our European listeners mm-hmm. who uh, who work with kilos instead of pounds like myself now I'm so used to it and you you mentioned you were going to you set yourself a target of a year which I think is a, a great objective because that way, even if you do have a bad week, even a bad month, to be honest, you've still got a lot of time 
and to change it and turn it around. So by, by having that commitment to yourself, no matter how bad it got, that you would definitely go to the meetings. I'm guessing that's something that's helped you even on weeks that things yes, haven't gone it to absolutely plan. has helped. Um, and like you said about my end goal, I, I definitely will keep going for the year. And then I'm hoping to um, reach uh, 70 pounds, which would be, I think, about 30 or 31 uh, kilos. So at the end of the year, if I, I'm hopefully going to be at goal by the end of the first year. Um, but they also have the lifetime membership. So I'm kind of starting to think that way towards continuing um, but definitely going to the meetings has been phenomenal as far as maintaining, I guess, the motivation that I need to continue. Um, hearing from the other people in the group, um, they don't always have successful weeks, as you would call it. But just showing up and um, trying is a success in how I see it. So it's been great to get that support in person. Great news. And a couple of questions I have just about things you've said there, if I can, Rachel. And again, because I, I'm not, I have a, a good basic knowledge of, of Weight Watchers, but it's actually your decision that, that interests me. You said that night that you decided and you got rid of some of the unhealthy foods and, and replaced them with healthier options. Is it because of your private prior experience with Weight Watchers that you had a good idea of what was healthy or uh, versus unhealthy? What was your decision-making process there? How how did you identify with some healthy foods that you would be eating or, or chose to to buy? I think being in Weight Watchers previously did give me an idea of what things I did not want in the house. Um, I much like uh, you have said in the past that you don't believe foods are necessarily good or bad, and neither do I. Um, I think that in moderation, anything could be could be good um, to an extent. But there are certain foods that I really can't be looking at regularly or it, it will be temptation and, and kind of um, a trigger, I guess, in a way. So there were cer certain foods that I decided to get rid of. And um, of course, uh, my family doesn't follow the Weight Watchers plan. So for them, um, they have their foods that they are fine with. Um, but I try to put those in a spot that I'm not looking at them constantly. So things like cookies, muffins, um, sugary foods, those go in the cabinet so that I don't have to say no to those every time I'm walking by them. Um, and I try to keep things out that I know are healthier options like apples and bananas and, um, you know, things like that to where if I am hungry and wanting something quick and easy, I can grab one of those instead. That's a great piece of advice just there for our listeners. So by removing out of your line of sight, the things that would be tempting or not necessarily helpful towards your, your plan of eating, you remove them out of sight, out of mind, as they say. And I, like you said, I, I don't believe that there's bad foods, but completely resonate with what you just said for, and it was, it was Kirsty's amazing interview actually, where she discussed ice cream and then how that's one of her triggers. And for me, you know, ice cream, pizza, things like that. Now I don't believe there's bad foods, but if I know there's a full pizza in the, the fridge or half a pizza left over in the fridge, every time I open that fridge, it's likely I'm going to be tempted to take a slice on my way out 
no matter what I'm going in there for. So I completely agree. And I think it's a really good tip for anybody who is either starting a diet or on a diet. And I don't even want to call it a diet, but a change of eating plan and, and making better food choices. You have to obviously be realistic and say, okay, there's other people in the house. You can't force or expect everybody to eat the same foods as you because they may have different objectives. They may not feel the need. And and also it's just not practical on a day-to-day basis. But you've done something very clever there by at least taking it out of your line of sight. They're still there. Your husband, your daughter will still have those other things as well. But you've got healthier choices in front of you, which motivates you to eat them. So that's very good advice. Thank you for sharing that. And you'd said also the second thing I wanted to ask about, that you'd tried Weight Watchers before, but kind of fell off and hadn't taken it too seriously. What do you think has been different this time so far for you? This time around, I, I've had a more flexible um, outlook on how I'm, I'm handling um, the situation. I I remember the first time I joined Weight Watchers, I was in it to win it 100% or nothing kind of thought process. Um, it was very black and white. I did not allow myself to have any type of treats. I was doing fine according to the program, but what I didn't realize at the time is that I was going to burn out. Um, And the minute that I had an excuse to stop going to the meetings, um, the minute that I had kind of slipped up and not been following the program, um, since, like I said, it was that all or nothing, I went to nothing and I stopped. I canceled my membership. I thought that I had failed. Um, but really, I I could have kept going. And the 10 months that followed um, me canceling the membership were re- very difficult. I just started to gain. I gained everything I had lost back plus, I think, 20 more pounds. So... I think if I had just forgiven myself and been a little bit more flexible, um, I wouldn't have had that 10-month period where I just struggled and kind of felt hopeless and had given up. Um, So this time around, definitely I am forgiving myself and being flexible with myself and reminding myself that we are not robots. We're humans. We have different weeks. We have have family coming over and vacations. And there are times when being flexible is completely appropriate and normal. Um, And apart from that, I think that having um, a lot of a lot more support has helped with my social media accounts, like sharing my experiences on Instagram. Um, It's, it's more for myself to kind of hold myself accountable but that's been really helpful and everyone that is on my follower list has been really supportive and great Um, and then also this time my mom has uh, decided to recently join Weight Watchers so now I feel like I have her kind of as added support and encouragement I mean she always has been supportive but now that we're kind of doing it together I feel um, that we're kind of a, a team so that's been very cool. That's really nice. Shout out to Rachel's <laughs> mum if you're listening and uh, keep up the good work. That's great. And, and definitely having that support, feeling confident in yourself, being kind to yourself. This is a, 
a mantra of it. Actually, a friend of mine who has started listening to the podcast, I've still been a little bit shy, if I'm honest, to, to tell all my friends what I've started this podcast, but little by little, and he's actually helped me with, with being a coach to me in, in many aspects. But one of the first things he taught me was be kind to yourself. You know, you're on a journey, be kind to yourself. And, and this is so true and so important. And I, I think you've just described the impact that can happen if you're too hard on yourself by all or nothing. First of all, is a it's a good way to start out, but I think long-term can be quite damaging because like you said, the moment that it does go wrong, it, it goes from all to nothing very, very quickly. And then I wanted to ask Rachel, that 10 months that you said was very difficult, was that the 10 months leading up to your decision to go back to Weight Watchers? Yes, that that was definitely the, the never-ending road it felt like towards... I don't know where I actually would have ended up, but the 10 months was difficult and kind of that fork in the road happened on our, our trip to Mexico. And that was um, when I had to make a decision, do I want to continue down this path or do I want to at least try and commit to making a change? And you did, and you are making a change, which is amazing. And so can I ask before we, there's a couple of things before we close the interview and, and finish this episode. First of all, what advice you would give to somebody? Because I think you've, you've been through many elements of a weight loss journey that a lot of people will relate to in terms of trying and I, I hate saying failing, but, but it not working out in the way that you wanted it to. And, and you said to yourself, you know, falling off, um, trying again. And then finding something that clicked. And we've talked about this on previous episodes, but that, that thing that clicks and which seems to have happened for you in a great capacity this time. So what advice would you give for anybody listening? Well, to quote my friend, I definitely uh, loved what she said. It's never too late to try. Um, but apart from that, on my personal journey, I have found that self-acceptance is just pivotal. Um, you can't you can love yourself while you are struggling. You can love yourself while you are on a journey to making changes. Um, I think that's something that I have found and discovered that I otherwise may not have. Um, that it's okay to be kind to yourself and love yourself for where you're at, not just for where you're going. Um, so that is my word of advice that you you will surprise yourself um, on just how capable you are. And I think one thing that I was afraid of was telling people on what I was doing because I would be told like, that's really hard and it feels impossible to me. Um, but we are capable of doing hard things and you just have to have faith in that you can do hard things. I think that's super important. I love that and completely agree with the sentiment as well that no matter how big the, the mountain looks in front of you, it's it's just a case of getting started and knowing that, you know, as long as you keep moving forward, you, you can achieve those things and, and to put it into perspective rather than expect yourself to complete it in one day because it's not going to be possible. But with effort and determination and making those small changes, you can really do that. So uh, absolute pleasure having you on the show, Rachel. I'd like to ask if it's possible, please, to share your 
social media, your Instagram account on the show. So our listeners can go and have a look at your before photos, have a look at your progress so far and see some of the nice things that you're cooking and, and use your account as a, as a source of inspiration. Yeah, definitely. I um, would love to have everyone along for my journey. I post the real, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, and plenty of photos and, and stories just to kind of update how it's going. My um, Instagram account is www underscore Rachel's journey. And it's all lowercase www underscore R-A-C-H-E-L-S journey in case you want to come along for the ride. Fantastic. I know I'll certainly be following you for the ride and, you know, whether, whether your target changes and, you know, you, you feel happier before reaching that amount of weight loss, however, however it works out for you, I've got a feeling it's going to work out well and it won't be long before you're celebrating that. And like you said, back to, back to your, yourself before you went through the illness and everything. So Rachel, thank you so much for, for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you and, and thank you for being our first American guest. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great and I appreciate the opportunity. You're very welcome. So that just leaves me to say one final thing. Rachel, you are now officially a weight loss warrior. That's awesome. Thanks for your time today. Take care. You too. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new Weight Loss Warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior podcast and follow us today. Remember, Be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.